Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 30, Travel Gear for Different Environments. Uh, I am here with my amazing co-host, my good buddy, my dude, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello, hello. We've definitely been in bit different environments recently. Without a doubt. Um, and if you want to see or hear about those environments, follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, or you can email us, tell us some stuff, uh, some untranslatable phrases, songs of the pod, why you hate Chad, and why you love me. <laughs> you know, just the usual stuff that we tend to get all the time. It's so weird. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, buddy. It, we haven't. It's been a while, you know. Been a while. Our, our listeners probably don't know that, but uh, no. But we, yes, it's it's very. We wouldn't true. do that to our listeners. No, no, we wouldn't. But yeah, it's been it's been what almost almost a week, has it? Somewhere uh, there? almost that. Yeah, no, it hasn't been a week. Last time we, yeah, almost a week. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in Jared and Chad time is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm sure our listeners can understand that. I'm sure they have some some good friends that, you know, if they don't see them or talk to them in a while, uh, feels like a, a long time. But, you know, the nice thing about um, our friendship and I think a lot of other uh, friendships that people have is even if you haven't talked to somebody for a while, when you reconnect with them, it feels like almost no time has passed. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yes. I, I, I do love that. I, it's been a while since I've had one of those experiences with someone where it's like, I haven't seen you in a while, but it's, you know, it's just like, just like yesterday kind of situation. Th- those are always fun. Uh, so why haven't we talked to each other in so long? Well, um, our listeners could check on our previous episode where we spilled the deets, but uh, my good buddy Jared was out hiking you were in what North Carolina, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, and a tiny bit of Tennessee, but yes. Ooh, hiking through two states. I like it, man. <laughs> That's pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, if you did listen to last episode, I got a lot of things wrong, uh, <laughs> and we did, and there was actually a lot of change in plan on my trip too. But we'll get to okay. that. We'll get to that. Right, right. Uh, where were you? What, what did you do? So I well, so here's the thing. I don't really know what the proper name to call this town that I visited. Because in the Czech Republic, we refer to it as Karlo Vivari. In German, it's Karlsbad. And I think in English, they also still might call it Karlsbad. Okay. Um, well, then you it, just call it all three. So there you go. There we go. <laughs> so, so yeah. How do you um, say it in Arabic? Um, no, I have no idea. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. But, um, I, oh man, I was with my good buddy David and I should have asked him how they say it in Russian, but he actually, no, just kidding. I did ask him and he said a lot of the Slavic languages, they tend to keep places, uh, like names of towns or cities the same because a lot of Slavic languages are very similar. I'm not saying they're all the same, but they do share a lot of similarities. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Do they all, I mean, do a lot of them have similar bases? You know, you know what I mean? Like, are based in a similar uh, language? Um, I, or roots, you know, ex- I, rather. I, I, right, roots. I'm, I'm probably not the right uh, person to ask this because I right. have not really studied Slavic languages other than 
the minimal Czech I've studied. But from my understanding of the, the Czech people I've talked to, at least Czech people can understand a lot of Slovak um, or Slovakian. Um, that seems like what well, makes sense. It used to be right. one country, not exactly. Not but what I find ago. really fascinating is I've also been told by some older Czech people that this generation who have grown up as, um, you know, as a Czech citizen where it wasn't Czechoslovakia but the Czech Republic can't actually understand Slovakian, which I find really interesting. So I don't know if it's so because... one can understand other, but the others can't understand. Well, I, I wonder, my theory about it is maybe they, because there's not as much shared media anymore between Slovakia and the Czech Republic, that the, the younger kids aren't getting as much input in Slovakian. And so to them, they hear it as a completely different language, mm-hmm. whereas maybe older Czechs who grew up you know, when Czechoslovakia was a country, you know, I'm sure there was a good mixture of both languages. Um, By the way, I just mm-hmm. want to make a correction. I said 15 years ago, it was 1993. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 25. I, it's so crazy to think that 95 is not. So I still, I, right. excuse me, 93. I still say 93 like it's 15 years ago. And I was like, oh, wait, that's oh, 25 you're years ago. You're not the only one, man. <laughs> it's I just always made that crazy. mistake and I couldn't leave it. I couldn't leave it alone. Right. No, no, I appreciate it. Uh, I agree with you, man. It's it's like when you see memes online that say something like, you know, 2030 is closer than like 1990s. And it's like, yeah. don't you say that. Like, <laughs> get those words out your mouth. Don't you say that. But uh, I've also been told that some Czechs can understand a lot of Polish, um, or at least bits and pieces of it. There's also a lot of similarities between those languages. Um, and then Russian, a lot of older Czechs were forced to learn Russian in school, so that's why right. they can understand Russian. Okay. Man, that's like a right. weird puzzle of languages. Right. Right. And th- and that's why we're here um, as the Untranslatable Podcast, to give all of our listeners uh, small pieces to that puzzle. Yes. Yes. But I got a little story to tell you um, about about my weekend that's a little unrelated to travel um, gear for different travel environments. But um, as I mentioned in the last episode and uh, briefly in the beginning here, uh, I had a I had a visitor here, a guest in Komutov. So I got to play one of my favorite roles, which is being a tour guide, right? Yes, I hate that. Okay, well, well I, Jared, I hate to, that. to each his own. <laughs> I just always feel like I'm a... Not uh, boring the person or something. Okay. I feel but like I'm you'd also, be a good tour guide, though. You're, you're like a teacher, though. So, like, getting a tour from you almost feels like at the end of it, like, man, I feel like I should pay you or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, donations, yeah. donations are yeah. always accepted. <laughs> always accepted, for sure. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, so, so, anyways, the little story I want to tell you is, um, so I took... I took my buddy David with me to um, this really, really cool um, hospoda or or pub. Um, that's the Czech word for pub um, called Chekarna. And um, this place is I'll, I'll post some pictures on our Instagram page um, for when this episode drops because I, I took some pictures of this place. And it is literally this tiny little it almost looks kind of like a like a hut or a shack that has really cheap beer. Um, I think I paid, uh, 29 crowns for a half of a liter. Which so is, that's a little bit over a dollar. That's maybe a dollar 25, a dollar 50 per it's beer. Less, it's less than that. It's like a dollar and some change. Yeah. Cause let's think about this. 
33, 22... 33 crowns would be a dollar if 50. Right. So it's way less than, than that. It's like a dollar and like seven cents. <laughs> Some, yeah, somewhere around there. So that's so crazy. Anyways, yeah. And what's really cool, though, is it's mostly older Czech people. So to me, it has a really authentic Czech feel to it. Um, and and there's like only two older ladies who are the waitresses. And I don't think they speak much English because they continuously I've been there twice now. And it's small enough where I think they know my face because like um, when I came in, the lady said something um, the second time, which I would surmise of like, oh, like nice to see you again or, or something like that. I'm Is not there really always sure. a spot available in this tiny place? So not really. And that's actually what leads me to this story. Okay. So we go to, we go to Chikarna and uh, we go sit down and we sit down at a big table and... Um, and there were like other people at all the other tables around us. And there's like a little outdoor seating area, but it was a little chilly. And so no one was, I think a couple people might've been out there cause they were like smoking cigarettes or something. But, um, anyways, this, um, Czech couple came up and they, they saw that we had quite a bit of space at our table. And, um, in Czech, they asked us if they could sit there and I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming that's what they said. Um, I just pointed at the table and, and said prosim, which means like, please, like, go ahead, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Look and so that. they sat down and they started talking to us in really fast check. <laughs> and I look at David and David looks at me. And then eventually uh, I crack a smile and I say, Nemluvim Chesky. I should have said that. But I said, Nemluvim Chesky. I don't speak Czech. Exactly. See, you're learning, man. You'll be set for when you come visit. I can um, say I don't speak Czech and... Nuvete uh, Anglitsky. <laughs> right? You speak English. Exactly. And so they sat down and the, the husband spoke pretty good English. Um, the wife did not really speak much English. So he was translating back and forth for us. And then we all had a beer together. And, um, and then we started just talking about stuff. And then he found out that David speaks Russian. And this guy is probably, I would guess, in his 50s. Maybe late forties, but I mean he had he had all gray hair, um, and so so he got super excited and started speaking Russian with with my buddy David. And David is kind of like me with German, where whenever he has the opportunity to speak Russian, he uses it and he's really happy to speak Russian. Right? What's his uh, proficiency? Oh, dude, I would say he's he's fluent. I oh, would okay. say his okay. Russian's really good. Okay. Um, and so then I'm just like sitting there with the wife, and then it. And then somehow, like, it came out that she's studying Spanish, and I speak enough beginner Spanish to have a very basic conversation. So we had literally four languages going on at our table. We had Czech at one point, we had Russian, we had English, and we had Spanish. Um, so that was really cool. Polyglot uh, dream come true right here. Right? It was crazy. <laughs> it was such a, such a cool time. And then before they left, um, oh, dude. Oh, I'm, I, I goofed. I should have taken pictures of these these shots. So in the Czech Republic, they have these special kind of shots. They're called zelena, which is the Czech word for green. And I think it's basically just like a green peppermint schnapps. But it's really good. And so um, the guy we were talking to ordered three of them, one for me, one for David, and one for him. His wife was driving, so she only had like a small beer. Because in the Czech Republic, they have really a no-tolerance rule. Right. With, uh, with drinking and driving, which I think is good. Um, 
So we had those shots, and then they said goodbye. And then uh, um, David and I went on to uh, a couple other places in Humutov later that night. But I just thought, wow, what an amazing way to start our evening. You know? Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, that's that. I was joking when I said it probably glad dream dream come true. But that is a that is a kind of that's really cool. And it and it for me it just kind of reinforced the idea of how much knowing even a little bit of a language can connect to you. Yes. Because yes. M- my rudimentary Spanish and her rudimentary Spanish. Um, what did you, you guys know, talk I'll, about? Uh, we talked about, what did we talk about? Well, she told me why she was studying Spanish. Um, she said she has a friend who's from Mexico. Um, I told her, you know, um, that I think Spanish is a really pretty language. Um, I have a friend who lives in Chile. Um, shout out to my buddy, Robert. Um, and, uh, and, and then she asked me, you know, if I prefer beer or wine, I told her I'm more of a beer guy, but I, I enjoy white wine sometimes. And then, and then she actually invited me to the little vino tech here in Komutov as well. <laughs> oh so I'll, I'll have to improve my Spanish more so we can still communicate or my check. Yeah. Obviously. Say, or you could just work on the check while you're there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. It was Chad's really making great. friends, everyone. And then, and mm. then what, what also was really striking to me was when we went to Carlo Vivari, there's a lot of German tourists there and also a lot of Russian tourists. Um, I would say in the Czech Republic, um, Carlo Vivari is probably one of the most populated places with Russians. A lot of them have houses oh, really? there. Huh. Yeah. And it's very, it's a very famous spot town for all of our listeners out there. Check out our Instagram page. Um, I have posted some pictures from Carlo Vivari um, it was really great, but we can talk more about this when we get more into the main segment. But also, if you are into learning Russian, German, Czech, and an English speaker, please check out Carlo Vivari. It's a great place. Um, yeah, do you have I, any I other? You, dude, it's only an hour train ride from where uh, from where I'm living, so it's uh, it's a very easy easy way to go there. Um, you got anything else though you want to share with our listeners, Jared? Um, at the top of the show. Uh. Yeah, well, hold on. Yeah, yeah, but did you did you guys also go to a hockey game? Mm. We did. We did, and it was rough, dude. It was rough. <laughs> um, my, my team, I'm still a diehard fan, man. Win or lose, <laughs> I stand by my Pirati. We lost the dude two to nine. Ooh. Yeah, it was rough. The no mercy rule on this. It game. was. It was rough. <laughs> Clearly not. No, dude. Hockey is a game where there is no no mercy. No mercy. Oh my all. gosh, that is rough. And what what make what adds even more insult to injury? They run out of sausage. Actually, no, they didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they didn't. That would have that would have really added some serious insult no! to injury for sure. What would have been even worse though is no beer and no oh sausage. My gosh. I I'm think sorry, there would be full on riots to be going home. <laughs> right, right. The Czechs are peaceful people until uh, they run out of beer and sausage at their hockey matches. They're hockey games for sure, but uh, what what adds insult to injury is um, I've actually befriended a player on the team who's Canadian, How'd and unfortunately, um, it's basically a teacher from my school has oh. connections with the team, um, reached out to the team. Um, he's also he's I would say him and I are the only two North Americans living in Komutov, so it was pretty easy to bond over that. He's a great guy, really nice. Um, he's from the Toronto area in Canada, um, super friendly. And, uh, 
And he also gave me a lot of really great tips of what to do in Komutov. And he knows what it's like to move here and adjust and to be one of the few or only North Americans. So that was really nice. But we sat by him during the game. And so, um, you know, I can't even imagine. Did he how- give you, did he get you seats? Tickets? No, I mean, no, I had no, I okay. I had my own. I don't tickets, know if you guys but, were like best friends of the year. Or but they, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I really like the guy, um, uh-huh. most definitely. But um, the, I mean, the thing is, they don't really police the seats very strictly at the games because the games sadly usually aren't sold out. So, right. um, usually, you know, you can just kind of go sit anywhere. Um, I know the last couple games I've been to. Uh, my seat was like a couple seats over, I believe, but I sat with um, the the guy that I went to the game with, and there were no problems. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there's enough open seats where people could really just be like, like seriously, like you're you're really you're yeah. really complaining about the seat when there's you could four actually seats right move here? and be in a better seat than all of us. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I just I just can't even imagine how how my friend felt. Because he's injured right now and he can't play, and watching your team lose like that from the stands just really sucks. You know? Yeah, it's painful. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been in a situation like that, not because of an injury, but just because you're on the bench for whatever reason, and you just right. watch your team lose. And there's always that part, especially if you're a good player, who, which I was. I played soccer. There, are, there's yeah, always that. Were. There's always that part of me where it's like, man, I, I like, I got to think that if I were out there, this wouldn't be happening. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I could have I could have done something here to make this not as terrible as it was. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> and that's probably not the case, but there that is always like the uh, sense that uh, I'm sure he has, and and uh, I've I've had that feeling before. Right, definitely. Well, well, Jared, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, your weekend before getting completely into our main segment? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I went to uh, North Carolina. My my buddy Brad, the uh, silent podcast annoyer, um, <laughs> uh, just moved to North Carolina, and so we um, we decided to go on a camping trip and uh, disregard everything from episode twenty nine. And listen to me now. This is episode thirty. I'm back. It's already happened. And now I'm going to tell you the truth of what of how it went. And I say that not because I lied about something that I didn't, but more because I miss understood how the trip was going to go and we had to slight change of pans because of for lack of planning essentially but anyway first of all let me start by saying i got to the airport uh my and uh my flight was actually delayed the the, i said i was taking the flight that night it was delayed and i changed it to the next morning which was fine it didn't really make that big of a difference but um so my flight left except for the fact that i had to wake up at freaking four in the morning Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, especially since I uh, camped later that day. Uh, not camp. Yeah. Oh, hike, excuse me. And camp too. But um, anyway, so um, I took a picture and I sent it to Chad. And I, wa- I was walking up to the gate as they were boarding the uh, elite first class members. And I told Chad, I said, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And I was like, perfect timing. I was zone two. I had to wait for literally like three minutes to get on the plane. It was great. Anyway, so uh, I, went, I got to the airport in Charlotte, and we uh, drove to a place called Crabtree Falls, and it was the first place that we hiked, and it was about a six-mile round-trip hike. And um, if you, uh, and so that was to uh, this cool waterfall, 
And why? And, and we uh, hung out at this waterfall for a bit. And there's pictures. You'll, you'll see pictures, everyone. Um, or you probably already have now that I think about it. Um, so we did that. And it was a six-mile round trip. And um, it was nice. I mean, it was a nice hike. It, North Carolina is gorgeous. And then from there, um, we camped out in the uh, in this. I don't remember what the name of the forest was. Oh, I remember it was off of the Blue Ridge Parkway. I remember that. Okay. Um, we camped out. We camped out there, and uh, we could not make a fire because it rained all night long. Um, Ooh. Um, and we had a tarp for our tent, but by about two in the morning, the tarp started giving out a little bit, and it wasn't pouring on us. But we got some drips on us. Um, and uh, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I will say that. The only thing that was terrible is I had a dream, and uh, I guess we'd call it a nightmare. And it involved me seeing a guy, um, or me hearing noises outside, and hearing someone rustle with the tent, and then opening the tent, and obviously, you know, Freddy Krueger-looking mask, and a uh, not Freddy Krueger, excuse me, Jason-looking Jason. mask, like one of those hockey, like old, like old uh -huh. hockey mask, and like an axe in his hand, and that scared me awake. And then I, and then Brad woke up a little bit after that, and I told him that, like, uh, yeah, I've been awake for a while because I. Uh, had a dream about a guy murdering me. And then Brad told me about a dream he had that was also about us getting murdered. I don't remember exactly what it was. Holy but shit, that's crazy. It, but it was way more in, like elaborate and way more like detailed. I was like, all right, well, thanks. Now I'm even more terrified. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was fine. Then we, we, uh, and then so the next morning, we got up and we drove to, um, to in, in Richtung, Asheville, as they'd say in Germany, and the in way of I don't know in the direction, direction. of Asheville, uh -huh. we uh, drove to a fall called uh, a waterfall called Linville Falls, and that one was four miles round trip ish, four or five miles round trip, and um, so we did that, and that was about an maybe an hour, I don't know, what would four miles, maybe something like that, maybe a little less than an hour, and uh, that was nice, and then from there, we drove to uh, Asheville. And we spent the, we got to Asheville, say, around 11 noon, eh, 11. And um, we had breakfast there at Sunny Point Cafe. Shit was bananas. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture of that. I had chicken and, waffle, uh, chicken and waffle sandwich, so the waffle was sandwich form. And then there was fried chicken in the middle. And they had this caramelized bacon that was uh, next level. It Tasted like they sprinkled crack on this on this uh, bacon. It was that good. Where, um, where did you go? Just like a small diner, or it was? I guess it was small. There, so there was like an outdoor section that was uh, maybe six tables, and then on the inside there was maybe another. Ah, uh, six seems like a low number. It was medium sized. I'd okay. say it's medium to small sized. Brad and I actually sat at a little, uh, like a bar section, but it was only like a bar of like four. Mm -hmm. um, and we actually had to wait for 45 minutes, but it wasn't that bad because um, they have like an outdoor section that, that had like benches and they were giving a, and they had like a coffee machine out there so you could just get uh, coffee all you wanted. So we just sat there and talked. And we actually, so we did uh, go out there and we got coffee. And we sat and we talked to, we started talking to these people that were uh, next to us. I don't, uh, the guy, uh, hold on one second. I, I need, to, I'm reading notes. I need to turn on a lamp. I can't. Okay. So, um, we did actually run into, um, 
So so and we start talking to them, and they were talk. They were asking us what you know. Where are you from? Oh, what is ooh? Uh, and it's like all that bullshit. Your favorite um, good old small talk. <laughs> Maybe you need to go back and re-listen to our episode, Jerry, about small talk. It's not as bad when uh, there's other people when I can you know pawn it off on uh, other people. Usually I tend to pawn off small talk on like when on the person I'm with. Um, and I'll talk if, if like, I, I talked, it wasn't like I wasn't saying anything, but I do have a habit of pawning off small talk on the person I'm with. Um, so they were, t- we were they were telling them that we're going camping in the Smoky Robin National Forest to, uh, LeConte, Mount LeConte. And, uh, they said, Ooh, uh, Oh, by the way, when I was, dr- when we were leaving Crabtree Falls, I saw a, uh, bear. Oh no. Okay. But we were in the car. Okay. <laughs> And it was just running on the side of the road. And while we were at um, the breakfast place waiting to be seated and talking to these people, they, they uh, mentioned that there were a lot of bears. And they mentioned that you can sometimes see them, just, but they're so used to the people that they see people, and then they like go to hide until the people pass. And um, That's good. At that point, though, our plan, they're only bl- black bears, which is not, not to say they can't dis- uh, murder you, but <laughs> black right. bears... Are not as aggressive as, say, like a, uh, you know... Grizzly? Uh, bl- yeah, like a grizzly or a brown bear or something like or that. Or a polar bear, dude. Polar bears Yeah, polar bears are the worst. day up. Those are the worst. Mm-hmm. They have no... I mean, but they also have no access to food. So anything that is meat, they'll uh, destroy it. You know what right. I mean? Oh, for sure. Um, so they mentioned... And so initially, Brad and I's plan was to uh, hike the... Um, oh, I need to hike the... Um, Hike part of so the Leconte uh, hike was eleven miles um, round trip. It was about no maybe eleven to twelve. It was it was in between there, and it was uh you know so five point six or seven up and then back down, and um so our plan was to hike part of it and then um camp along the trail. First thing that made us think that that was a bad idea. All this bear talk. Okay. That was the first thing that made us, because they're like, there are bears all over the place. And um, then another thing that made us uh, second guess it was um, that uh, when we got to the Smoky Robinson National Forest, uh, there was a sign for a missing person. But that's, uh, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) Um, That's neither here nor there. After breakfast, which was delicious, we went to uh, a brewery. And then we went to, it was called Wicked Weed Brewery. It was, we had a beer there. And then we went to, there's a new New Belgium uh, location in Asheville. Oh, so we cool. went to like this state-of-the-art looking place that had a, and we had a beer. And then, uh, so around, <laughs> around, we had, and let me, I cannot make this clear enough. We did not do just about any preparation other than knowing the places we wanted to go to. So as far as where we were going to camp, no preparation was done. The first place we camped at was a campsite that we just, when we finished hiking Crabtree Falls, we just Googled campsite and we found it. Technically, it was $10. We didn't pay. But there was like almost no one there. Um, the second night, um, we were, so we got to uh, Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. I keep doing that. <laughs> I keep doing that. <laughs> this is not the first time I've done that. Uh, <laughs> We got to the Smoky Mountain. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. We got to the uh, <laughs> uh, Smoky Mountain National Forest, and it was around six something. And um, 
we had no almost no signal. So we were struggling to find a campsite with no signal. And we kind of had already gotten the impression that, one, you need a permit to hike along the trail. Two, there are a lot of bears. Three, there are specific cabins, so you're not sleeping outside, but they're at the very top. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it was already... Um, it was already like almost seven and it's like, we can't start now. Like we, like we haven't eaten any, like it was just so many logistical things. It's like, we don't even know. And so, um, and it's like, we don't even know if there's going to be space up there. Like you can't just go up there and get it. And you couldn't rent a space the day of, so we couldn't even go up there if we wanted to. And so, um, luckily we happened to find, uh, a ranger that showed us where a campsite was. That was about. Uh, actually, this ranger, by the way, was looking for um, <laughs> that missing person I mentioned. Um, and he told us about a uh, a campsite that was like 10, 15 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. And so we got that we got to that campsite um, literally as the ranger that worked there was putting up the sign for the like reservations and leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're like, excuse me, do we is there a uh, empty campsite? And uh, there was there was. So what we decided to do was what we were going to do is camp out that night and wake up at as early as we can. And I'll get to that and go to the top and see the, uh, the sunrise. And so luckily the thing about, uh, this, the, the second night of camping is that was a much more populated campsite. So what I did to quell my and Brad's anxiety about getting murdered is that first of all, if like just statistically speaking, it's it's very unlikely that we'd be the first ones to get attacked or murdered and we'd hear screaming and then our plan is just run to the car because it's right there there you go and so i slept like a freaking baby nice (laughs) and then we woke up at four in the morning and we had already planned the night before exactly what we were going to do the next morning we had all of our bags prepared and um we had you know all of our clothes ready to go and we just woke up at four in the morning broke down the campsite uh efficient as fuck i felt like a goddamn marine nice and um got to the beginning of the of the hike at 4 45 a.m pitch black outside and we started going and we hiked uh this thing up we hiked up uh in the complete darkness until about like the final maybe point no it was actually might have been dark all the way to the top uh yeah until the like the final like point two miles we were in the dark on this uh, five and a half mile hike up a mountain. And um, we got to the top right before sunrise. We knew uh, we checked before and sunrise was at 727. And uh, we watched sunrise from the top of this mountain. And uh, it was awesome. And um, it was and then we and then we uh, sat just on the top of the mountain, you know, and chilled out for a bit. And then we went back down and it took us about two and a half hours to get up. And it took us then about, um, I'm trying to think, an hour and 50 minutes to get down. Okay. That's not and, too bad. And uh, according to the website, they said it's supposed to take three to four hours. Brad and I were, uh, Y'all were, were you booking know, we're it. in the prime of our life. We're young, virile, uh, single, <laughs> in shape men living uh, the fast-paced lifestyle in big cities. What, what do they say in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? This is uh, the body at its peak performance. Oh, yeah. My, body, my body's operating at like a peak 
something like that. That was when they hadn't shat, had like shit in days. Right, <laughs> right. He was like, my, I was like, that's because my, our bodies are running a maximum, uh, my, my body's running a maximum efficiency. It's using every calorie that it takes in. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, it was great. And then on the way back down, it was amazing. And this was actually, a, you know, once again, not really planned because we weren't even planning on hiking this way. But this was a great way to do it because on the way down, we got to see like that's when we were seeing everything that we we didn't see anything on the way up except for like what our headlamp showed and our flashlight showed a couple of feet in front of us. Mm -hmm. And it looked like we were walking through like the behind Hogwarts on the way down. It was awesome. Oh, that's sweet. It was so green. And there was like and it was and it it was just amazing. And um, and then on the and I'm glad we also started so early one because it was kind of stupid. And I like doing stupid stuff like that. But also, um, (laughs) on the way down, just the lower and lower you got, the more and more congested it got, the more and more people. I mean, it's a very popular spot. Right. So I thought, I I liked that we got the chance to do it completely on our own and not, you know, saying morning every 30 seconds as you walk past someone. A lot of mornings. I mean, you know, we're in the South. Right. The Southerners are. And I say some Tennessee because I believe the actual peak is in uh, Tennessee. But um, the park goes through Tennessee and uh, North Carolina. So we might have started in North Carolina, but just the way it works, the peak is in Tennessee or something like that. Gotcha. And then from there, we we, uh, hiked back down, and then we drove to Charlotte. I fell asleep, and Brad uh, um, drove by uh, by himself. I passed out. (laughs) And uh, when we got to Charlotte, we uh, met up with, uh, you know, Josh Van Lan. Oh, nice! And uh, we went out, and we went out on the town in Charlotte, and I got way too drunk, and then, um, you know, I went home the next day. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a great trip. I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta say though, man, I, in my mind, I had a completely different, like, like thought or or vision of what your trip was. I thought you guys would be like roughing it in the sticks for like four or five days straight. Like going on. Oh no, we weren't going to do that many days straight. Um, The longest we would have done would have the the craziest thing we would have done if we would have prepared a little bit more would have been hiking along or excuse me camping along the trail. Gotcha. But that's would have only been a night because we did like yeah we did three um you know the six we did like a wait no the first yeah like seven or six four six miles four miles and and then we did uh. Um, you know, 12, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, we camped two days in a row. I did camp two days in a row. And so I didn't shower for essentially three days. <laughs> and I did go to Asheville having camped the night before and not showered. And then I did go to... Um, uh, Charlotte? Uh, the, no, no. Before I went to Charlotte, the next day we had breakfast uh, outside of where we camped. And that 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 at that point I had it showered in three days. <laughs> How how'd um, that feel, Jared? Felt good, and I actually don't think I smelled that bad. I think you, it gets to a point where where um, it, it, it I, I don't know I I don't know it just I don't think I smelled that bad. And I mean you know that's coming from me. What do I know? I'm I could have smelled terrible, but I I felt like it wasn't that bad. I feel like a lot of it has to do with like obviously how sweaty you were, right? Was it was it pretty hot down there? No, but I was very sweaty, okay. especially because it rained. Especially when it rained, because when it rained, it was in like the seventies, so it wasn't that. It was, it was maybe mid seventies, so it wasn't that hot. How it was probably high seventies. It wasn't that hot. However, 
No, it was probably mid mid low seventies. It wasn't that hot. However, the rain jacket uh, is not a good jacket for when it's like like it's it's a good jacket for prope- repelling water, but it, it it keeps heat in very effectively. Oh, definitely, and it's it, not very breathable by design. Yeah, I it, feel like right, and that's what I was telling Brad. I was like, they need to make a breathable uh rain jacket and he's like i think that's an oxymoron i don't think that's possible (laughs) that's true yeah i don't know how you do it but uh then again i'm just a language teacher i'm not a a rain jacket engineer so what can i Um, I say i'm trying to see let me see if i missed anything one thing i will say is i've realized i am the master of the irish goodbyes i pulled another one while we were out in charlotte can you can you explain to our audience what that term means the Irish goodbye is when you're out at a bar out with your friends. Usually, it involves uh, you know when you're drinking or something, um, and you and you you just leave without telling anyone. <clears throat> and um, and I believe I did that once again. Mm. Um, my entire body was sore when I got home, but I kind of like that feeling. Cause it's not, it, it makes, it feels like you did something. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. It's, like it's a good feeling. Something. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. It's like after a good workout or mm-hmm. something, which it was a good workout. Oh, I I'm sure it was. And plus, you know, that's a type of workout where it's not just a workout. You're, you're getting to experience a lot of really cool, like new things. You know, I really enjoy hiking in nature and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I totally see where you're coming from. Um, and mm-hmm, go ahead. Oh, one thing that I also very much enjoyed was having no phone and no signal. Like, so when along any of the camping trips, uh, we essentially, and and driving through a lot of the, uh, like signal was very scarce and, uh, it was, it's, it was freeing. It was freeing. And I still looked at my phone. It's like, Oh yeah, I don't have signal. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing to look at here. But, um, also, uh, the good thing about camping too is camping is, uh, is great for uh, like it's great for a conversation mm-hmm. because there's uh so like uh, I, I feel like uh, there's always great conversation when uh when you camp because there's nothing else to do right there, it, all, all camping usually involves is sitting around a fire and drinking oh for sure <laughs> yeah it's, it it comes with the territory and there's nothing to distract you right and it feels good I agree with you it feels really good to be unplugged um, yes. I have to say, though, man, I was super surprised when I saw your your text messages and I saw you posting on our Instagram, because like I yes. said, I thought you were just going to be out in the sticks for like days straight, roughing it in the wild, Bear grill style. So not for days straight. Right. Uh, no, no, no. No, only two days of camping. But we did. We did also drive from one campsite to another. Right. Because uh, we went to a uh, different, you know, a couple hours away. Right. Makes sense. But yeah, no, it, Definitely. it was it was cool. It was cool, and uh, I hope uh, everyone likes the pictures because there were some gorgeous pictures. Um, it literally looked like I was walking through an enchanted forest. Do, do the pictures do it justice, though? I mean, I, I, the pictures never do. They never do. I mean, it because the pictures don't. You, you don't feel the air. You don't. You don't see like like I can't really show like like the moisture like how moisture was in the air. And I'm not gonna be one of those people. That's taking close-up pictures of leaves. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, you also didn't have uh, your Nikon 3 whatever, whatever. 3 SLR XS. Right. No, right. Zooming in on the dew on the blades of grass or something. Yeah, I, I, got, I feel you. 
Well, Jared, uh, no, it's never going to capture the the true the true oh, beauty and glory. Without a doubt. Sorry. Without without no, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. So so you know, obviously, you didn't bring a uh, a fancy camera with you. I want to move on to our segment because I think this is just a good segue. Is there any gear for your environment that you wish you would have brought? That I wish I would have brought. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ah. Uh. Can I start a little differently? Then maybe I can. I can because that's tough. I got to think about that. All right. That I wish I would have brought. Not gonna lie. Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, oh, oh, oh. Go ahead. Yes, I have. I have something. Okay. I have something. I just needed a minute to think about it. That's really what I needed. I uh, pants wise. You know what I need? And Brad had a great pair of pants that were... Um, I wore, like, uh, loose khakis that were great. Okay. But... Um, Did Brad... Was he rocking the zip-offs? Yes. Oh, nice. Good call. I don't know. I know. I don't know if they were zip-offs, but it was It was the material. It was that wicking material. Like, it wasn't full-on, like... Oh, those are good. <laughs> right. But it was, like, that material where, like, his, 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 his pants were less... My pants were very prone to water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, I, even though I had a rain jacket, that was great, and I had a waterproof backpack, my pants, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge problem. Not a huge problem, but it was, a, it was a, a something, an overlook. Oh, for sure. Definitely a little frustrating. Yes. Um, my hiking boots were well, where I never had any problem with the hiking boots. Nice. I'll say that. Nice. That's a blessing. Um, something else I wish I had. Uh, I wish I would have prepared a little better on the snacks. I kind of left it all up to Brad, and I, I wish not that not that I ever went starving, but I would have. I think I would have. Um, I I I think we we I don't know. I just I think I we could have done a little better. What snacks did y'all have? We had jerky, but we ran out of that pretty quickly. We had for good um, reason. I mean, that's pretty tasty. <laughs> we had a uh, trail mix. Um, we had, um, apples and bananas that we forgot about, uh, when we got to, well, Brad, cause he's doing the bottom. I'm just gonna throw Brad out of the bus now. No, <laughs> Poor Brad. That, that we, that we forgot about, mm-hmm. uh, which I wish I hadn't forgot about cause that would, um, and then we had banana chips and then we had, uh, goldfish that never got opened until we got to Charlotte. Um, and then we had, um, Oh, granola bars of of uh and like trail mix bars nice. and bars and stuff. So no uh and no steaks on open fire, huh? No. With all the we only got one open fire because of the freaking rain. Oh, that's right. Good call. Um I'll tell you, can I say what I did get and is Absolutely. Now, now my new So I have a new go-to travel backpack. This backpack was was the backpack I used for hiking and camping and stuff, but um, it's great. And I'll tell you what really makes it great. I mean, other there's one thing. Well, I'll say this: two things actually that really make it a standout backpack. Can I can so I can also, I guess the two? Yes, but I don't think you're gonna get it. Okay, but yes, I think the first one is that it's waterproof. That is one of them, but that's not us. Actually, the two things, by the way, it's one thing, really. Okay. Are there, like, a lot of, like, good compartments to organize things with? I wish I could give you a half ham horn on that. <laughs> because it's not that there are a lot of good compartments. There, are, There's one very... And I say there, I, there's two different, but it's one thing. I'll explain it. Okay. There's one very specific compartment that is what I'm going to call a game changer. Okay. 
So it's a camp. It's a hiking camping backpack. So it has like the 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 stra- You know the, the chest the straps. Yep. And around the around the the waist as well. Mm-hmm. On the waist strap on this one, it has a uh, almost fanny pack style. Um, Ooh, all right. Sort of little compartment. So what I did was I had my wallet on one side and I had my phone on the other oh, side. Oh, smart. And then what I and then it was great too for the hike down because uh, I had a, my phone right there and I had we, we had music going on the hikes. Nice. And I could just control the volume like if we were about to walk by someone I just turned it down on the outside. What tunes of my, were y'all playing? Uh I actually played some Hades Coyote. Nice. I played some um what did I play? You didn't play any of that um, Mambu Fasu. What what's that one called that we did? I did not. I I did not play that. I don't have it on my. Uh, I don't have that on my. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I don't have that on my phone. Um, I played some. What? Else? Oh, a lot of Charles Gambino. We Brad and I like Charles Gambino. Uh-huh. Some Charles Bradley, uh, Anderson Pac, uh, always a good one. Uh, some Arian, uh, Bobby Fino, Arian Foster, some J. Cole. Oh, nice. It was, there was, there was a, there was a good mix. Also, can I just, uh, can I just interject and, uh, say that we need to trademark the game changer. Um, we need to trademark that name for a backpack compartment. That is a, that's a sweet name. <laughs> the game changer. Yeah. The game changer. <laughs> that could even be the name of the pack itself, but yeah. It was great because yeah, it, it was, it was fanny pack style. But you know it's it's clipped it's clipped to you, mm-hmm. and um, it is just so convenient, and it's also great for the airport too. It's not just great for camping, because it's I mean for the same exact reason, and it's also great because um, less uses the less reliance on the uh, storage bin. So I also when I was going through TSA, I also put my watch in there, I um and you know my wallet as I said, mm-hmm. and um, it was just it's so it's also great for the airport. I like it for that too. So that was uh, that's what I'm gonna call a game changer, a piece of luggage right there. I did not get the Osprey. Even Brad told me I should get the Osprey. Really? Did he have one? No, he just uh, listened. Heard you say it one time. Oh, nice! Shout out to Brad. So for... why did you get that backpack? <laughs> why did you get that backpack? Chat, chat told you to get. It's like I'll get what I want to get. Brad. Yeah, but I I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't call the one that I bought a great hiking backpack. Right. I would say right. it's a great carry on for an airplane, but mine is more of a hiking backpack than it is a travel backpack but i think it's easier to have a hiking backpack double as a travel backpack rather than a travel backpack double as oh, a 100 absolutely so so jared if any of our listeners um are interested in going on a similar type of trip are there are, are there any other things you would suggest for them to to you know really maximize um their enjoyment for their trip uh, wireless speakers, I would say. Okay. I did not bring any. Be- only be- and, I, and I'm, I'm mad I didn't, even though luckily Brad did. Nice. But there was a part of me where it's like, I'm not going to need them. Mm-hmm. The, oh, that's what I would have said. That is wireless speakers. It's because, um, I mean, I didn't need them, need them, because Brad had some. But if Brad hadn't brought some, I would have been really pissed on myself for not bringing them. Because lo- it's not like I forgot them. I looked at them, and I was like, I'm not going to need them. Right. And then as soon as I got to the campsite, I was like, shit. And Brad's like, hey, I got some wireless speakers in the car. I was like, oh, God, thank you. Yeah, I bought a little one that's um, it's like the size, a little bit, little bit bigger than maybe the size of a hockey puck. Mine. Oh, nice. Okay. And my, this is, would say, what would you say this is the size of? Um, I don't know. Maybe like the size of a 
pencil case or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Brad, Brad's Brad was even smaller. His was like the size of a like a like a. It was smaller and round. Is it was it a JBL? No. Okay. Because that's. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't. I don't think it was. Yeah, I think I would have to agree with you. I I tend to take a wireless speaker with me almost everywhere I go, um, for for a multitude of reasons. Um, but yeah, what else would you suggest to our listeners out there? You know why I don't take um the wireless speaker mm-hmm. wherever I go is because it often causes my bag to have to get searched. Uh, and when I'm going, and so now I just take it out and I like, uh, I don't even leave it in my backpack, but it's, it, it, it got to a point where it had so regularly caused my bag to get searched that I just took it out, uh, to avoid that. And people will be like, you don't have to take it out. And it's like I, the last eight times I've been to the airport, you guys have searched my bag just for that. Right. So I'm going to just take it out. Right. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Um, and so that's why I tend to not bring it because it's just like, I don't want to deal with it. When I travel, I am all about efficiency. I fucking hate the airport. Mm-hmm. I hate going to the airport. I hate waiting in lines. I hate standing around. That's oh, why I try too. my hardest to get to my gate as they're starting to board. Mm. <laughs> efficiency um, is I definitely just, key. I hate the airport. So I, I'm never going to travel. Well, not never is a bold word. I don't travel with uh, a neck pillow for one. I don't understand how people do that. Um, I don't. And I, I also, as much as possible, I like to use duffel bags. And what I like about duffel bags is it's less likely for a duffel bag to have to be, um, checked and a duffel bag is way is you can like squish it into overhead compartments because i always get anxious about overhead compartments when i whenever i'm like if i'm say like zone 13 you know i'm like I'll, like it was fine now because i was zone two so it wasn't actually that bad but like i've have i've been worse zones than that plenty of times and it's like you're like looking at people getting on it's like oh that person's got a pretty big bag and it's like I hope there's space for my roller up there, and I don't ever want that to happen because I'm right. like I don't want to go to baggage claim. That's and another reason, another thing I do, is I do not travel with any liquids. I don't bring toothpaste. I just steal whoever's toothpaste I'm there with. There you go. <laughs> I um, can I can I just say I like that you said steal because I hate it when people say borrow because it's not like you're gonna put the toothpaste <laughs> back in the damn you know tube. So good call, good call. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just I'll steal toothpaste and I'll, and I'll use shitty uh, hotel lotion, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I, it's just it's that, that's like it's just all about efficiency for me. That's it. Oh, I don't blame you. And 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 I it, 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 it like I was I was I fell asleep on my on the plane ride back, uh, which almost never happens. But I was you know obviously exhausted, and um, like. It was all like I had to almost have to wake myself up because it's like every time you do, like every time you nod off for five minutes, your neck starts hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still wouldn't change that for uh, just so I could have uh, a neck pillow. <laughs> yeah. Do you are you a neck pillow guy? I've never owned one. Yeah. What about the eye mask? Do you would you use an eye mask on even like an international flight? Never owned one. No to either of I them. I don't. I don't really understand the eye mask either. I can fall asleep, and light doesn't really affect my sleeping me abilities either. that much. Me either. With me too, if I try and I've I've actually never tried a neck pillow. 
I'm a little afraid to try it because then, like, what if I really like it? Then I'm going to have to, you know, carry a neck pillow. And speaking of not wanting to look like a tourist, I always feel like the neck pillow is the tourist. Oh, one. 100%. Sweatpants, <laughs> some, like, some, like, slides and a neck pillow. Tu- oh, that's another one, thing. One, one. Yeah? Shoes is a very important part of going through security as well. Mm-hmm. As far as gear goes, I, um, like, I, 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 one of my favorite shoes that I have right now are Converse All-Stars, but I almost never wear those through the airport because they're they take time you have to untie them and to put them on and off you have to actually loosen them up you know like halfway down right and then slide them onto your feet and then tighten up each string like <laughs> right. and so um I, I i would always and but the good thing about converse is they're easy to pack because they you can flatten them oh for sure and they're not too heavy either they're fairly light right i have to say man i i agree 100 percent. like my shoes in the airport I wore a pair of Jordans, um, Jordan, uh, I think they're like Air Jordan first class or something like that. Um, and, and I have them so I can just slip them on and off. They have like a little, Me too. they have like a little strap, a little hook or, or, you know, loop, I guess would be a better word for it. Like a loop right on the tongue. So I can just yeah. grab that loop and kind of pull the tongue forward and just slip my foot right in. So yeah, I agree with you. However, um, this time, well, on the way... Let me say on the way there, I wore this time was a little different, though, because I did bring the Converse. Um, but I and I brought um, the hiking boots, obviously, on the way there. I wore the hiking boots um, because I was still in break in mode. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and on the way back, I wore the Converse because um, I wasn't going to wear the hiking boots again. I was like, I don't want to wear the, these hiking right. boots. So that wasn't ideal. But um I've gotten pretty good at, at, at doing it quickly. Although I'm sure the hiking but, but boots... But it wouldn't be my... I'm sure the hiking boots definitely made you look super outdoorsy in the airport. <laughs> Those were quick, are easy to slide on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do take some time with the... Because you kind of have to do the loop loop, you know, on the those metal rings that they usually have yeah, on the top of gotcha. hiking boots. Yeah, yeah. But they are easy to slide on and off, mm-hmm. so that's good. Um, so yeah, don't pack liquids. Uh, just got a new travel backpack with perfect strategic pockets. It's my official. Oh, already said that. It's good all headphones. Right, that's a good recap. Okay, so what headphones would you recommend? I. Well, this is gonna. This is a very revealing episode about me. I and this, and this ne- never. It's never good things either. <laughs> I fucking hate when people talk to me at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I was in line at the airport going there, and the dude in front of the, the TSA agent talked to the dude in front of me. He's like, "Where are you headed?" And I was like, and I did not have headphones on at the time, and that's rare. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I was like, I was like, please do not ask me where I'm going, Mr. TSA agent. Um, <laughs> I, like, so usually, <laughs> usually, what I do is I'll have I, I bring two pairs of headphones. I have my iPhone, my iPhone headphones, which are just you know your cheap in ear headphones, mm-hmm. and I wear those up until I get to security, and I'll take them off uh, when I right before I get to security, I'll take them off. And throw them in my backpack, um, and then and and then on the other side, when I get to the other side of uh, security, I whip out these headphones, which for the listeners, I'm pointing to my Dr. Dre headphones. Your Beats, and yes, and uh, those are what I then uh, have on for the entirety of my time uh, uh, until I get into someone's car or to my home or hotel or whatever. Right. But like, um, 
I, I think a uh, the, a good over the ear headphone is key. And and hundred percent. Let me clarify. Hundred percent. Good over the head earphones are not ex- like they do not have to be expensive. Like mm-hmm. the, they're not. It's not some sort of crazy investment. You could get some for forty bucks. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure too. Um, and it's not even for someone like me who's trying the hardest to make sure no one tries to strike up conversation with me. Um. And it actually worked because the guy who sat in I, I sat in the aisle seat on the way back, and the guy that sat next to me started uh, stri- trying to strike up a conversation with the other guy, and I was just sitting there st- head straight forward with my <laughs> stuff on full blast. Um, it, but it's not even that, but it's more because even like when I go on long flights, and I'm not necessarily wanting like say I want to sleep or something, I still kind of like that. I still kind of like to e- even even have the headphones on, even if it's on low, just because it drowns out that hum of a, of mm-hmm. the engines of the background. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, I agree, um, man. And so, yeah, I'm going to say that's another one. Headphones are a must, but, e- you know, I- I'm the extreme where I'm, a, but I think it just makes sense to have a good pair of headphones. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I traveled here to the Czech Republic, actually, with, I, I kid you not, four pairs of Apple earbuds. Oh, hell yeah. Um, just because I figured... I like how you roll. <laughs> right? I figured they might e- either get lost or broken, or I might leave them in a pair of my, like, pant pockets and wash them. Although I've had a I lot of a- them survive the wash machine somehow. Me too. I have a pair of uh, work headphones. I have a back pair of backpack headphones, which I keep forgetting to put back in my backpack because they were in my other travel backpack, and now I need them in my normal backpack. And I have a... Um, these beats headphones right and i actually i've been needing to get another pair of uh an ear like the small ones because i like to have them everywhere too like they're chapstick or something exactly (laughs) i now have a pair at my desk in my office i have a pair in my oh i did have another pair i had a car pair those got stolen with my uh out of my car i forgot about that those got stolen too yeah so i agree with you and yeah i mean i also have a pair of beats over the ear headphones i love them I got them as like an add-on deal for free when I ordered my MacBook. Um, oh, nice. Oh, so in the Beats headphones are those are good ones. Yeah. Too, oh, they're, they're, I mean, I think they're about two hundred dollars headphones. Um, but I've heard that they only cost about fourteen to twenty dollars to manufacture. So. Yeah, but I mean that's most things. Right. For sure. Talk, I mean, you're talking about your Jordans. <laughs> well, I got those on sale. I'm. You know me, Jared. I'm a bargain shopper. But that yeah, that's but they a, still probably cost you know five dollars. Oh to right, make. for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, you know those places are still making a profit off of whatever they sell, no doubt. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you think of the four wheeler uh, roller suitcase? I'm a, I'm a backpack and duffel guy just like you. Because well, there are situations where I do have to use a roller because my duffel bag is big enough for up to like a <clears throat> excuse me up to like a four or five day trip. And this trip was kind of easier because it was camping. So I had like, I had like one pair of clothes, or you know, w- like one pair of pants that I was actually going to wear out out of the um, house, mm-hmm. you know, out like to, to Charlotte. And then everything else was like camping, like you know, a couple shirts and underwear and stuff. So that was easy. But if it does, if it is a long trip, and I do have a roller backpack, or excuse me, roller suitcase, mm-hmm. and it's not a four wheeler; it's a two wheeler. And whenever I see people navigate those uh, four wheelers, I'm always like, oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I like that. Right up until they try to stick it into the overhead compartment and those four wheels get in the way. Right. Uh, we're going to have to check that for you. And I'm like, see? Yeah. Not worth it. Yeah, not I, I agree with you. I think with a, 
with a four wheel suitcase, they do look super convenient in terms of, you know, like maneuverability and Oh, a hundred percent, but ergonomics. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, but those, those tight spaces are not going to be good for, uh, uh, one of those four wheeled suitcases. I mean, I think honestly, if I had to take a pick, I would use a four wheeled suitcase if I knew I was checking a bag. Right. That's when right. I think I would bust out the four wheel suitcase. Um, is there any other gear that you that you use when you travel to, you know, like, like what if, okay, so this was more of like obviously camping, more of a nature trip. What if you were going to like more of a, like a city for a week or, or something like that, or maybe a couple, like, you know, there's, there's been a few times and I'm sure there will be more while I'm here in the Czech Republic where I may have four or five days off and I might go see two or three different cities. Um, so, so if you were in my shoes, Jared, what would you, what kind of gear would you be bringing with you? Uh, gear as in clothes, do you mean? Clothes, any, any other stuff too, accessories, whatever. I really do try my hardest to pack as simply as possible. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I, I might, I, I, I might, especially if I'm not taking an airplane, I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring the speakers. But, um... I, it's really I, I like I, I, I my, my goal is to keep it as simple as possible. What what is like some gear for you? So, well, it, it depends where I'm going. If it's a I, I also have to preface this. If it's a solo trip versus if I'm going with other people that will influence the gear I bring. So, for example, if I'm going with friends. Um, I'm definitely going to bring my little Bluetooth speaker. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to use my Osprey backpack. The party started. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get the party started without a doubt. And um, and then other than the Bluetooth speaker, I usually try to bring one to two pairs of pants. Uh, if we're talking like a four or five day trip, right. maybe three, depending on how much room I have. Um, How many shoes would you bring? Usually one pair, maybe two. If I think we're going to go like clubbing or go somewhere where it's more formal. I almost always bring two pairs of shoes. Really? Okay. Yeah. Even, and sometimes I don't even wear another pair, but I like, I feel like, um, I, and I also recently I've gone to a lot of places that, um, involve a lot of walking, mm -hmm. but it's like, I don't know if I want to necessarily wear this when we like go out like where these shoes when we go out to a nice dinner or like go out to right. some uh a nice bar or something but um i but i also can't like for example if i were to wear my like if i were to bring my converse or something you can't converse are terrible shoes if you're trying to like walk for an extended period of time oh there is no doubt no level of support no doubt yeah <laughs> you get the most i get out of converse is like an hour and a half mm -hmm. Uh, to two hours tops of, of walking. So for me, I usually bring that pair of shoes, and right now it's been my Jordans. To walk everywhere, I've worn those to clubs, to bars. Um, obviously, they're not ideal to like a nice restaurant. But if I'm just bringing the bare minimum, um, I don't feel as bad about it since they are like all black. Um, right. And there's no like flashy logos or anything on them, which I, I planned that on purpose. But um, like I said... When I, my go-to mm -hmm. shoe for that in that situation would be the Samba. Oh, dude, yes. Those Sambas, I think, are some of the best shoes. I have a pair with me here in the Czech Republic. They're some of the yeah. best <laughs> shoes in terms of versatility. You can wear them like if it's like something casual. 
I wear them when and I go to the super gym. Durable. Oh they're yeah, super durable. I mean, the last pair I, I have had, a pair that I've had. Oh, go ahead. The last <laughs> pair I had lasted over four. Really, they would have lasted longer than four years, but they're just a little too small, a little too tight. But what, how long have your socks lasted? Well, I've had them for probably about that long, and the, the, they've they're about done. I think I'm done with them, but it's not because they still look great. But it's just because the sole is essentially worn out, and so they kind of are starting to hurt my feet. Right. And so I think it's just I've just uh, exhausted their use. Mm-hmm. But uh, like looks wise, and if I didn't walk as much as I did, they like they still look fine, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with them. Right. But I just they just hurt my feet now. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But but in general, they I can walk in samas for a super long time. Oh, me too. A lot more support than than a pair of Converse. I would also say too, if I'm going on like a multiple city day trip. Um, I have like a, like a hanging toiletry bag that I always bring with me. Um, I think some important gear for anybody, um, that, that like if, if you're unsure of if you'll have time to shower, um, you know, like the, the way I have my hair cut right now, I guess you'd call it like an undercut and it's kind of like parted to the side. When I wake up, my hair looks crazy. And so I usually bring a little spray bottle with me. So if I don't mm-hmm. shower, I can just spray it real quick and comb it, and it looks fine. So I would I would suggest, um, or I would recommend to all of our listeners, um, men and women, I think a good little spray bottle is great. Also, if it's really hot out, um, you put cold water in that bad boy and uh, spray yourself with it, and it it's like super refreshing as well. Um, so I I, okay. I definitely have that with me in the summer. I know that sounds well, that's a little, weird, but a little uh, quirky fact in the chat right there. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I usually always bring, just like you, I usually bring up uh, at least one pair of earbuds. I don't always bring over the ear headphones um, because I would say I always do. I I guess I don't just because the pair I have are, are a little expensive, and if they were to be stolen, like right. I'm not gonna replace them. So the, I've had these for years, so right. I, I, I'm not that concerned with them. I actually thought about buying a pair of used older Beats for that purpose, and I may still do that. That's we'll a good see. idea. Yeah, I mean, mine still sound great. Oh, yeah. And they just don't look that great. Right. And, and, <laughs> and looks are looks don't really matter in that case. Especially when I'm... It's perfect. You know, I, I, I'm trying to look a little raggedy, mm-hmm. so people are having less likely to talk to me there on the airplane. <laughs> Gotta have that intimidating look on your face and the, and the raggedy headphones, and nobody's going to bother you. My, so... Mm-hmm. So my parents uh, have a friend, and um, I guess what you could call him, I think the word is alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what he does, which is brilliant, is he packs um, like mini alcohol bottles and puts them in a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and then you can, and then he uh, just, and then so like, and so on like long flights, he doesn't buy booze. He just has his little mini bottles that he just sounds took like Burt Kreischer TSA. It kind of does, <laughs> and he, uh, my own, my my parents are friends with Bert Kreischer. Uh, Dude, that would be so and, awesome. Uh, he seems like such a cool parents, guy. He seems like the exact opposite kind of person my parents would ever want to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I like him, but I don't think my parents would. Right. <laughs> but uh, it was kind. Of, it's, I've done it once, literally once, and um, it was literally genius. But I was so embarrassed to even like whip out the bottles. Like I just felt like an alcoholic. You know what I mean? Oh, who cares? So like, so like there was like an old lady and her daughter next to me, and I was like, I feel bad whipping out this booze and pouring it into my ginger ale on this <laughs> three-hour flight. That's hilarious. 
Um, and so like I did, but I was like hiding it when I poured it and I was like, this is it's not necessarily like, a bad thing to, to bring though. Like since I've been in Europe, whenever we travel, we for sure get beers on the train or, you know, so, so I, I totally feel you, man. I, I understand. Would that be harder though, to bring your own beers onto a train? I mean, it's easier to do, but will they frown upon that? Well, yeah, for sure. That's why usually, like, we'll buy beers. You know, we'll we'll go to the little dining car. Right. And in the Czech Republic, it's like 30 cents. Right. Right. Well, well, 30 30 crowns, but yeah. Um, (laughs) A little different. Right. But but yeah. um, Also, though, if I'm traveling by myself, uh, I will usually bring my traveler guitar with me. Really? Oh, yeah. If I'm going with friends, I won't because I don't want to be that guy who's like, all right, I'm going to go back to my room and play my guitar. Like, So how, <laughs> how many days does the trip have to be for you to decide to bring your guitar with you? I'd say I'd say anything over a night trip, even if it's two days. Oh, so if you're going anywhere. <laughs> that's. <a laughs> I mean, you know, it's a small guitar, so if it's two or three days. It depends, though. I mean, if if I'm carrying a lot of stuff in my backpack, I may not bring it, uh, but usually... So you're probably going to bring it to PolyglotCon, which, by the way, is coming up in like three weeks. Oh, shoot. I got to book my tickets for that. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, thanks for the reminder, buddy. Always looking out for me. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah. It's, I'm looking out for myself more than you. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm looking out for the untranslatable podcast. Let's put it that well, way. One of us needs to. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. And for me, like the, the Traveler guitar is just nice because like... You know, if you're with your friends and there's like a long wait for your train or your bus or your or your flight, whatever, you can sit and chit chat with them. But if I'm by myself, I can just plug my headphones into my traveler guitar and play it. Um, right. The he- you could plug your headphones. So in. that yeah, that's a say, game you're not, changer. You're, you're, yes. And I usually don't use a pick when I'm like in public and I have the headphones in, so it's even more quiet. It's even quieter. Yeah. Um, right. So that's really nice. Um, a lot of times I will bring my laptop with me. Uh, but once again, if I'm only going for like one or two days and I'm with my friends, I don't always bring it with me. Um, if I'm going by myself, um, sometimes I will just so like I can, you know, if I'm feeling lonely, I can easily hop on Facebook and, and annoy the shit out of Jared. <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere Which else. is always great. <laughs> I, I thought that was going a totally different direction. If I'm feeling lonely, just hop on the end. No, but um <laughs> I see what, <laughs> I see where I see where that could have misled. I was like, you wow, Chad, Chad's just going there. Okay. <laughs> um I never I never find it necessary to bring my computer. Um like I, I, for like for example, I bring it a lot when I go to Louisiana, uh like if I go home. And I rarely use it. And I, I don't really, I, I, I think I'm going to stop bringing it because I, I, I just do stuff on my phone mm-hmm. most of the time. But see, that's why I tend to, I, I want to bring my laptop so, so I don't have to do a bunch of stuff on my phone. Like, you know, I have like the Kindle app on my MacBook. So I like, I like to read. Oh, right. You know, and I, yeah, you read. That's right. Right. I, I know <laughs> those, those nerds, right. Um, <laughs> and, and so for me, like it's, I don't have books like physical books with me, so I'm not gonna try to read on my phone screen. Like that's gonna be just too yeah, much. Yeah, no, that's know? awful. Yeah, um, no, I'm with you on that. And sadly, my Kindle just actually uh, broke down, so now it's it's laptop or iPad or no reading for me. Did you get? Your, you said your iPad broke too. Did you I get fixed that fixed? It. 
Yep. Your homeboy okay. fixed it up. Okay. I did a couple things and got it all fixed. <laughs> what is something that you always seem to forget? Um, usually for some reason, either one of two things will happen. This may sound really stupid, but I will think I pack three or four pairs of socks and then I go and then I realize I only pack two or I pack them and I put them in strategic places to save room. And then I get back home and then I realize I had four pairs of socks all along they were you just, hit them from yourself. <laughs> yeah, and they were just in different spots in my bag or, or wherever. That's happened to me a few times. Um, so, well, socks is a common one for me, too. And I haven't f- forgotten where I put them. But I have done it this, done the st- strategic thing and not remembered if those were clean or dirty. Oh. Where it's like, is this? That's <laughs> fair. See, I, I used to do the same thing. And so now what I do is I always put my dirty stuff in one spot. So I always know that's right. the dirty stuff. Because, yeah, the same thing for me. I'd have to do the good old sniff test. Yeah. And uh, yep. so I decided mm, that's not the <laughs> life I'm trying to live. <laughs> We're adults now. Right. We don't have to sniff our dirty socks, socks anymore. Exactly. Uh, what else? Anything else? Um, let's see here. Oh, dude, super important travel gear, pair of sunglasses. Yep. Hands down, pair of yep. sunglasses. If it, I, I did not have sunglasses this trip because I just got mine stolen. Right. And it was, it was a real bummer. That's rough, dude. I feel for yeah. you, man. Um, I didn't bring a pair of shades with me when I went um, to Carlo Vivari this weekend, and I definitely regretted it as well. Luckily, my, sun, my, my normal glasses are transition. Oh, there you go. Nice, but it's it's not as this is not as good as legit sunglasses. Though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one for me is charger. Always forget the charger. Oh really? Always. I, I I always bring it. Also, uh, if I would, s- I did not forget it this okay, time. Okay, nice. I w- but I was also more worried that I get stranded in the woods. Right, that's fair. <laughs> I would I would also tell our listeners out there that not only a charger but a really good small portable battery. Charge that yes. all the way up. Because you never yep, know when you're going to need it, whether it's for any of your devices, your phone, if you have a tablet with you, um, you know, yeah, it's 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 definitely saved me a few times when um, I needed to contact somebody with my phone, and then I realized, oh shoot, I have like 10% battery left. Um, yeah, yeah, and you can get you can get them online for five, ten, twenty bucks. Yeah, very cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did have one of those. L- luckily, I didn't have to use it once, but uh, I did have it. Um, and another thing is, uh, this is a plane-related one specifically, is I always make sure I have I, I have uh, a um, a something long-sleeved in my carry-on bag. Oh, definitely. Because the temperature on planes is so unpredictable. It can either be like like suffocatingly hot mm-hmm. or freezing in those things. I feel like usually once you get up to a certain altitude, it's generally fairly cold. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and maybe it's, maybe it's it's um, so maybe it's like suffocating when you first get on because the plane's not on exactly, yet, and it's there's no air in there. Yeah, I do I do the same. Um, I wish I wish we weren't so similar, so we would have more more <laughs> uh, varying opinions to give our audience this episode. But I I agree with everything you said and. Uh, uh, yeah, I always bring either a windbreaker or a hoodie or a flannel. 
um, with me. I yeah. brought actually a hoodie with me to Carlo Vivari. This was only a, a day trip as well. I brought a hoodie with me and also like an Adidas, like a like a zip up. Um, sa- oh, sadly, yeah. not the one you you gave me, but uh, a different one. I had to leave the one you gave me at home because that's just too precious. Can't. Uh, I went. Uh, was that is that an international school yep. one that I yep. gave you? Yeah, I actually I, I had one of those with me. Oh, nice. Although I I wore that. Oh no, on the airplane. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wear it hiking, but I did wear it on the airplane on the way there. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Um, I would also tell our our audience as well that um, a good pair of wool socks is always a safe bet to have on you too. Interesting. Just because you never know, like. I don't know if this ever happens to you, Jared, but like maybe you go travel somewhere and it's really cold at night and like, I don't know why, but like my hands and my feet sometimes get cold, not like the rest of my body, but my hands or my feet. And then like a good pair of wool socks will just, you know, nip that right in the bud. Well, it's because you have bad circulation. I think I'm usually really warm. It's only I. I'm the same way though. My, I, I have, I, I have bad circulation or something cause my hands are always cold. Uh, you know, when it's cold outside and, um, I, uh, but I, I would never think to travel, you know, I did this time, obviously I had extra wool socks, mm-hmm. but I was, cause I was going camping and stuff, but I would never think to travel with an extra pair of socks. My first thought would be to travel with an extra pair of underwear in the bag as well. Oh, for sure. Just because you never know. For you never sure. know when it's, you're going to have an O accident. Right. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. I always make sure to definitely have like one, maybe even two pairs of underwear just to be safe. Usually I bring like a pair of basketball shorts or some type of sport shorts and also a, like a comfy t-shirt. Yeah. Just because, yeah, yeah you yeah. never know. You could like be eating, I don't know, just eating some food and bite down and gets all over your shirt. Um, then you have a backup uh, t-shirt um, and what have you. Yeah, I would agree. Is there any other travel gear um, that you would recommend for our listeners out there uh, before we move on to our next segment? Just a good ad- attitude and a smile. Oh, that's a great one. What's your uh, travel entertainment? Um, usually just music, um, either from Spotify um, or like if you're traveling on like the buses here in the Czech Republic, you can plug your headphones directly into the monitor and they have music. A lot of airplanes have that as well. Um, and then if I'm on any planes or buses with a monitor, you know, I'll watch a movie or, or like a television series or something like that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm-hmm. All podcasts. It's, that's really all I listen okay. to. I mean, I listen to music sometimes if I'm like falling asleep. But um, it's mostly podcasts. And uh, I told you about my Tanzania flight where I was listening to podcasts, but I had uh, movies on that uh, with, with the, the subtitles, subtitles on. Yeah, I do not get that. But it was stuff like Fast and Furious where it's like, I mean, I get it. I, I barely have to even read these subtitles to know exactly what's happening right, in this movie. for sure. <laughs> Definitely. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I'll, I, I'll do that. Um, um, but yeah, no, that's really that's really my go-to. I, occasionally, I'll download stuff from Netflix um, to my to my phone. Nice. Okay. But I, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we've definitely given some good uh, different travel gear. Um, and if our listeners out there could uh, shoot us an email at untranslatablepodcast at gmail dot com or tweet out. 
tweet at us at untranslatable1 or uh, hop in our DMs on Instagram. Let us know what some of your favorite travel gear is for different environments. What can't you not leave your house with whenever you're going on some sort of trip right. or vacation or something? Right. Or, or maybe, maybe better said without the du- double negative, what do you need when you travel? Yes. For sure. Thank you, Mr. English teacher. No, no problem. <laughs> well, Jerry, do you do you happen to know what time oh. it is? Oh, let me let's check my watch. Oh, that's weird. I think it's uh, <laughs> right on time. Wow, that was right on time. The cuckoo clock is never wrong. Never wrong. That's for sure. Well, Jared, I want to start you off actually with a British um, phrase. Okay. I'm going to try my best British accent here to all of our listeners in England. I apologize if I butcher it. Um, But here it goes, Jared. A few sandwiches short of a picnic. (laughs) Is that meaning like like a... I I can't think of the American form of it, but it's kind of saying you're kind of dumb. Hit that ham horn, my dude. Well, how would we say that in English? Because we do have a word um, for that. Not the brightest candle in the box, maybe, or not the brightest bulb in the box. Sure. Something but there, like but there is like a few. There, we do have like a few something short of something. Right. But it's not sandwiches at a, at a picnic. We have our American version. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what it is though. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. one thing before I give you my untranslatable, did you drink any becharovka? No, dude, we didn't. Okay, I had it written down on my notes, but uh, since we went uh, aggro this time on our on our lineup, uh-huh. I, I forgot to. I didn't even look at it until I saw my translatables. No betterovka. No, but I I have the reason why we didn't drink it is I realized when I was talking to my buddy that we have actually drank it before. Okay. So had okay. I have never had it before, I probably would have definitely. Is it? Okay. But yeah. Anyway. I just had to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one is Croatian. Okay. And it's Muda Labudova. Okay. Muda Labudova. Which means? And it's uh, balls of a swan. Interesting. Um... And I'll give you a hint by saying this is what I consider a true untranslatable. Oh, Okay. So it might be a little tough. I'm not. But I'm still gonna give you. I'm still. I still want you to. Can guess. you give me an example? Uh, huh. I don't know if I fully know how to use it. <laughs> um. So. Uh, hmm. So I. Uh, I you so. Polyglot Con is uh, coming up on October 20, uh, 24th to, through the 26th, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um, and Chad, you you messaged me saying, Jared, Polyglot Con has offered us $10,000 to speak for about five minutes. I'm going to need you to get over here. To, I know it starts tomorrow, but I'm going to need you to get on a plane and come over here. And I'm going to say, uh, Chad, um, I don't have balls of a swan. I, I I'm guessing that's how you use it. So it means it's I can't means it's impossible, right? Like when pigs fly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. 
Okay, nice. But I don't. But I don't really see any connection between balls of a swan and something's impossible. Well, well. A Do s- swans have testicles? No, that's that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that would be why. Are swans males or females? Uh, or can they I be both? I think they can be both, can't they? <clears throat> so do birds not have testicles? I'm I'm not I'm not really sure how that works. That's a great okay. asking the important <laughs> questions this episode, Jared. I'm not I'm not sure. Well, you know uh, what's ironic is my uh my untranslatable has to do with geese. Um huh. or, or well yeah, geese, not really cousins swans, of yeah. the swan. Right. So here we go, Jared. Mine is German for you. And it is Wer weiß, warum die Gänse barfuß gehen? Uh, who knows why the geese walk barefoot? Yep. Uh, where it's like saying there's no explanation for why that happens. It just does. My man, hit that ham horn. You are on fire. Woo! Basically, yeah, like it is how it is. Like, yeah, there's no explanation. Yeah, yeah. I like that uh, one. I like that. I mean, yeah, there's no reason. Yeah, I don't know. There's no explanation. Well, yeah, tell me why uh, Why do geese walk barefoot? I don't know. Right. Um, my next one is, uh, ooh, oops, that almost turned dangerous. <laughs> I have two, I have two computers set up and, um, my mouse, I meant to pick up the mouse for the computer that has my notes on it, but I did the one that it does, has a recording mm. and first, and, and the mouse was just hovering over, uh, the record button. And then ooh, I hit that current down the button, but luckily the mouse, the mouse was turned off and mm-hmm. you have to click it once to turn the mouse back on. And then it's activated, mm-hmm. so I just turned it on. So anyway, I'm sure everyone was glad I explained that for right. a whole <laughs> minute and a half. <laughs> uh, my next one is French, and it's uh, l'appel de vide. Which means what? Uh, the call of the void. This one's kind of dark. Call of the void. <laughs> is this like, I don't know, is this just like, when you just don't feel, you feel bad and you just, I don't know, go home and curl up and eat a bowl of Ben and Jerry's ice cream? No, no, no. no. I think you need to take it a little bit more literally. Committing so for example, suicide? No, nah, relax. <laughs> well, you, you said it's dark. <laughs> for, for example, um, uh, I'll give you an example. When I was uh, in North Carolina the other week, I was hiking up this big mountain and I, when I got to the very top, I was just looking over at the edge to this drop to nothing. And um, for some reason, I just I had the call of the void. When you like. But I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I get it now. Is it kind of like <laughs> when you're on a really high building and you're looking down and you're like, I wonder what would happen if I jumped? Yes, that's exactly okay. what it is. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like everybody for some weird reason sometimes thinks these thoughts right like obviously we know we're probably gonna die but it's like yeah i i agree with you okay and yeah and and most most likely i mean you don't want to jump Mm -hmm. and it's like but it's like i actually even at one point along the trip i i I just ran i remember saying to brad i wonder what happened if i just pushed you off right here (laughs) and he's like yeah i'd probably just die right (laughs) like yeah yeah that's that makes sense that's a good point exactly (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think that's uh probably some human nature going on there. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, I would I would agree with you. All right, Jared. Well, this one I have for you is Czech, and it is um, 
Pustit Zalavi. Pustit Zalavi. Yep, Pustit Zalavi. Okay. Can you give me yes, a little? Yes, it means um, like to leave, like to, to let go of your head or to like leave out of your head, something like that. Okay. So it's to uh, chill on your ego, essentially? Nope. Check your ego? Nope. Okay. This one That's This a- one means to forget about it or just to never mind. To like leave okay. it out of your head. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. My uh this is my last one and it's Spanish specifically from Argentina. Mm-hmm. Yo no como vidrio. Which I don't eat what? What's vidrio? Glass. I don't eat glass. <clears throat> so so is that like I don't know, like you have common sense? I have no idea. I can, I'm going to give that to you. That's actually, it, it's, yeah, it essentially means I wasn't born yesterday, which means uh, I have common sense. All right, I'll take it. I will take it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, got, yeah. Good I job. got one more for you, Jared. It's also Czech. Yo no como vidrio. Right. Well, based, based on the way you've been performing with these uh, untranslatables this episode, I would agree. Um <laughs> Okay, so this one is like, like I said, it's Czech, and it is bez prace nesu kolache, which means um, without work um, you won't get um, kolaches. And kolaches are or kolache um, here are like these sweet pastries that like it's kind of like a Danish a little bit. Okay. So without work, no Danishes, my man. Okay. Is that exactly what it means? Mm-hmm. You have to like you have to like work for uh, for work for the what you want mm-hmm. for the like yeah, for anything that's worth getting you have to work for it essentially. What would we say in English? Uh, work before play. Um, work hard, play hard. Um, I was thinking more no pain, no gain. Okay. Yes. No yes. pain, no that's, gain. Yeah. That's yes. The ham horn heavy section. Right? But yeah, uh, and, and bez is an important word in Czech because it means without. So if you have any food allergies and you're in the Czech Republic, okay. um, if you see bez, you know, it could be without dairy, without gluten, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Yes. Although I'm not allergic to anything, so right. bring it on. Well, well, Jared, um, since we have um, discussed our untranslatables, I think it's time to give our listeners... Uh, a tasty new jam to enjoy um, when this episode drops. I agree. Uh, I think you should introduce it because you know it better than I do. Although I, I do love okay. it. It's a good song. So, so the song that I have chosen for this episode is called Von Mello bis now, which means like from Mello, which is a town, I believe in Austria could be also Switzerland. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. Bis now, which is also a town, in either Austria or Switzerland. It's by um, HMBC, or I'm pretty sure it's um, Holzmusik uh, Big Band Club. Um, the, the, like, I don't know, Woodwind Music Big Band Club. Holzmusik. Okay, something way different. Okay. Either way. No, no, Music Big Band Club is right, but it's like Holzmusik. 
I don't I don't know. My dude, you speak <laughs> German. What is going on here? Uh, if you were to see this word, you would understand my struggle. I'm looking it up right now. Um, one moment here. Um, but yeah, so this song um, I've actually known about for about three, four years. Um, let's see here. Um, okay, it's, there's, there's also other HMBC abbreviations, so I'm not going to worry about it for now. But yeah, so I've known about this song for about three years. It's one of my favorite songs um, from an Austrian group. I do have to mention, though, they are from Vorarlberg, which is like a neighboring area to Switzerland. So their dialect of, of Austrian German is much more close to, uh, is much closer to Swiss German than it is Austrian German or, or like standard German. But it's a great song. It's really, really catchy. Um, yeah, I can only pick out like four or five words from the whole thing. What's really great, and I think what we should do is we should post the video to our Twitter that there's actually a video on YouTube where it has the standard German next to the um, the song text by itself. So our right. listeners out there can actually see the contrast and the difference. But um, do you actually know what the song's about at all, Jared? I do not, no. Well, do you mind if I enlighten you I a like little how bit? I like sounds, though. I would really, I would really uh, like that. Okay, so I have the lyrics in front of me right now. I've, I'll say this, yes. though. I did see the music video, mm -hmm. and it's cl he's clearly not having an easy go in life. Oh, for sure. I think the music video already says uh, quite a bit about it. But so it starts off, they set the scene by saying, um, uh, Saturday evening, they were at the, the egg, egg, and this is, I think it's the name of a bar, actually. A bar, oh, okay. a pub. Um, I've basically gotten like wrecked or drunk. Um, I love the way they count. What's what says Eva? Oh yeah, it yeah. It sounds yeah. really cool the way they count. Um, they say like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, glasses were too many. Um, but I can't do anything about it, right? Like you know, he's already drank all the beer. There's nothing he can do it. Um, right. Um, one more look at my um, Rolex watch. Um, uh, and then like, I, I don't know, I guess I would roughly translate this. Like I, I notice that, um, that it's now like midnight. Um, um, I had good luck. I had good luck. Um, and what someone saw me, um, oh man. Yeah. This is hard to translate. This is, I should have had the the standard German next to it, because there's a lot of this, yeah, that I definitely don't get either. Der Guni is apparent. Are you, is that what you're talking about? Um, that's, I mean, that's one part about it. Der Guni is, is apparently der Chef des Locals. That says that in der Chef des Locals. Okay. Locals. It says that on my uh, okay. translation. Okay. Sagt jetzt geh endlich nach Hause. Ich mach nämlich meinem uh, Exactly, yeah. So go home. I'm closing the, the bar. And then this is the best part about the song, in my opinion. Is, is Oh, des locals. I, I can't uh -huh. know. I yeah, yeah. Um, this, this is probably my favorite part of the song is the chorus um, or the refrain where um, he says, uh, from mellow to um, geschoppa now, um, I've walked, my feet were hurting, and they just repeat that. Uh, and then... The best part about this, though, is for any of our listeners out there who speak German or know a little about German, usually a W in German is a V sound, right? So 
So it should be Vegetan yes. would be proper German, like my feet hurt. But they say Weitau. So instead of ve, they say we, like we would in English with our W. Um, and then Tau is Gatan, or like my feet hurt. Yeah, that that, that that's what I did, was wondering what he was saying. Uh huh. Yeah, so he's just saying like his feet have been hurting because he's been walking all this time. Um, and the first time I and even just hearing the way I was like I no one in German would ever exactly say that. exactly. <laughs> and when when I first heard the song, I thought he was saying way down. Oh yeah, way yeah, down, yeah. way down, way down, way down. Yeah, I thought he was saying way down, but um, his feet hurt. Um, and I love this group because they mix acoustic guitar with you know their their Austrian dialect, which I think sounds really great. And a lot of horns. Exactly. Too. Exactly. And the horns are just great. Like, I'm pretty sure they have a tuba player. Um, yeah. So, Jared. Saxophone, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think so as well. If you were to describe kind of the at least the vibe you get from this song to our listeners, what would you say? It's a very sort of like, um, desperate's not the right word, but it's like a, um, I almost call it like a, it's almost like their take on like a bluesy kind of song. Like it doesn't sound bluesy, mm-hmm. but it, it like like the the uh, lyrics give that sort of uh, vibe to it. And 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 the uh, like what he's what he's talking about and and how it's it just it, it seems like that's like it was like a, his Austrian blues that he's singing essentially. Uh, for sure, I think this is a great song. Like when you when you yourself have had a moment where you're like, oh man, like that that. What am I doing with right, my life? Kind of right, moment. and you pop the song on there. <laughs> I also though like to listen to the song just because the the chorus is so catchy and it sounds really nice. Yeah, it is with the horns yeah. and with the chords. Um, I think the song is only four or five chords, if I remember correctly. At one point, I actually learned all the chords and was playing along with it. Um, um, yeah, nice. it's a cool song at a train station. Somewhere. Right, exactly, exactly. Or if I uh, you, um, need to walk home somewhere and somehow have, have my traveler <laughs> guitar with me, you never know. Sounds like a good way to get robbed. Right. Um, have you, did you know that they broke up in 2017? What? No. Yeah. No. According to Wikipedia, oh, they did. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. <clears throat> that really makes yeah, yeah. me sad. They're fantastic. Yeah. They, I think they started in 2003. Okay. Interesting. That makes me sad. That's a bummer. But, Sorry, uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, but to all our listeners out there, check out our Twitter. We'll have this song up for you. Um, also, the other thing I love about this song is there's a part where a German comes and they speak proper German, which I think is awesome. Um, oh, if you yeah. listen to it, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. very clearly hear where the where the German is in the song. Excuse me, versus <laughs> the the Austrian German. Yeah. Yeah, Chad put put the German in quotes when he did that. Yep. Just so. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, I think it's time. Uh, time for the teacher to become the student, and I. Uh, <laughs> I'm 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 asking for my uh, check word of the pod. Yes, sir. Well, I got two words for you because. Okay. So so as I may have mentioned in a previous episode, um, or if not, I'll mention it now. With check, the way you can negate something is you put ne in front of it, N-E, right? So you can use that on verbs and nouns, right? So like perleva here means like um, like carbonation, like for your water, right? So if you buy mineral water, 
and you get it with Perliva, then it has bubbles. But if it's Neperliva, there are no bubbles. No bubbles. Okay. So it makes sense, right? So when I was at the uh, pub with uh, one of my colleagues, um, we were doing a lot of, you know, I was kind of helping him out with his English. He was helping me out a lot with my Czech. And I asked him how to say, well, how, how do you say in Czech, I don't know? And so he said, Nevim. So Nevim in Czech is, I don't know. And then if we get rid of that N-E, the ne, then it becomes Vim, which means I do know or I know. That's a, that I, I like this mm-hmm. one. That one's going to get a lot of ease too. That's a oh, good yeah. One. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I guess, I guess I'll give our listeners out there a bonus Czech word of the pod. Um, Nerozumim means I do not understand. Nerozumim. Okay. And uh, Rozumim means I understand. Okay. So that's also a good okay. one to know. Any any yeah. verbs that are for the first person I, um, well, not any, but from what I've seen, most of them end with an M. So like Vim, Nevim, Rozumim, um, Nerozumim. All have that M oh, ending. Oh, so that, that's a conjugation yes. thing, mm-hmm. probably. Yes. Have you had any Czech lessons yet? Uh, not yet. Hopefully later this week. Okay. Later this okay. week. So, yes. Yeah, so, I hope. Well, Chan. Heshki Kluk. Thank you. Good, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, oh, darn. There was uh, my, I was at choir practice earlier and my, uh, my mentor um, said that, oh, shoot. I'll have to ask her again. There's this other Czech word they use um, to describe. And she said, like, it's hard to translate, but it might mean like hardworking. But I'll have to ask and maybe that'll be the next Czech word of the pod. Well, Jared. Um, I, uh, I've been working really hard on my comedy lately and, uh, (laughs) I have one joke this pod and it is a Chad untranslatable podcast original. So here we go. Okay. We'll see if this sinks or swims. So, uh, um, here we go. What do you call (laughs) a friendship you make with people when you travel from place to place? Uh, uh, what is it? A vagabond. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that right? one. Right. I I don't know why, but I was thinking of. I actually think I was listening to Metallica, and there's a song called "Wherever I May Roam," <laughs> and they say the word "vagabond," right? And it made me yeah. think of the word "bond," like friendship bond. So yeah, that's that's right. how that joke was born. Okay. So there. Good so work. There you go. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. All right, Jared. Well. Some of our listeners may have uh, noticed we didn't do any shout-outs at the beginning of the pod, and that's because uh, I wanted to make sure we had enough time to discuss all the different travel gear. Um, but I want to give a few shout-outs, uh, put some positive energy out into the universe, as uh, Joe Rogan usually puts it. Um, and I have three shout-outs today. So my first shout-out is, this is pretty wild, but apparently... There was an Ohio uh, University freshman who forgot her professor's name on her paper, or it seems like she forgot to proofread her paper. And uh, have you heard about this yet? No. What would you write? Like, I definitely, at least I used to save my college papers under goofy file names. Um, But this girl forgot her professor's name and put something kind of crazy what do you think she wrote like professor blah blah you know what what would you write 
douchebag? Was it something stupid like that? I think it's even funnier. Apparently on the paper it said, um, <laughs> Professor What's-His-Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> was she... <laughs> Did, was she like gonna go back and change it later? Yep. Was her, and uh, she forgot. Which, yep. How does she not know her teacher's name like I, that? I, I don't know, but basically she she wrote an email, and basically said, "What's his she, nuts? She, I know, right? And she wrote <laughs> an email. I kind of I think I'd and, laugh if I was. Well, well, that's the thing. So so my shout out doesn't go to the student, but it goes to the professor. He had apparently a very good sense of humor about it, and he actually changed his Twitter handle. To Professor What's His Nuts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so that that's is awesome. pretty awesome. So, shout out to you. Um, and the professor is Professor, uh, I believe it's. What's his uh, nuts? I heard <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think his name is, uh, well, his last name is Hendel. So, shout out to Professor Hendel at um, Ohio University for having a great sense of humor. Um, I think that's so awesome, so hilarious. You can follow him at Professor What's exactly. Nuts. <laughs> Check him out on Twitter, Professor What's His Nuts. Shoot him a tweet. Let him know how awesome he is for having such a great sense of humor. Let him know the untranslatable podcast sent you. That's right, exactly. And my other two shout outs. My first one goes to um, some students in England who crowdfunded to um, have their uh, custodian fly home to Jamaica to see his family who he hasn't seen in almost 10 years. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. So shout out to those students for raising all that money for uh, Herman Gordon, the name of the custodian to go home and visit his family. I think that is just such a touching and amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. This is uh this is bringing tears to my right? eyes. This segment. Um, of laughter and of uh, joy. Right. And the last uh, shout out I have is to a celebrity. Um, I couldn't find. Oh, thanks, Chad. It's not oh. for you, Jared, unfortunately. Oh, oh, um, okay. But Bye. Simon Cowell donated over 32000 Simon Cowell. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> doted, he donated over $32,000 to close down a South Korean dog meat farm. Oh, good for him. So. But, you know, I was thinking about the shout-out a little bit. And, like, on the one hand, I think that's great because all these dogs will hopefully find a home and, and live happy lives. However, what my question is, is what are they going to do to replace the food? Right. And how is eating a dog, theoretically, mm-hmm. and listen, listen, I don't eat dogs. Let me just clarify <laughs> But how is eating a dog any worse than eating a cow? Or right, a and that's that's the thing. Chicken or a pig. Exactly. We've been culturally conditioned to eat um, certain meats in certain countries. So, yeah, I agree 100% with you. But I guess shout-out to him for, um, I guess, being generous with some of his money and... And doing what he believes in, because I'm sure he believes in... Exactly. He was doing it because he wanted to. Exactly. Because he didn't have to do that, right. obviously. Oh, definitely. But also, what is closing one of them going to do? I mean, there's people eat. It's eating dog is, I think, a, a very common thing in um, Korea. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, mo- most I would Im- I would imagine so. Yeah, um, I would definitely think so. Um, okay, so those are my shout outs for this episode. But 
as usual, I want to leave uh, our listeners with a quote to wrap things up. Um, and you actually um, kind of said this quote a little bit uh, when we were uh, just at the top of the pod discussion, Jared. But my quote is from a guy named, um, I'm going to butcher his last name, Alexander um, Sol, uh, Solzheitsen, who... Who that? Thank you. Who is a, who is a, a Russian um, writer, poet, and uh, I think a big um, critic of the Soviet U- former Soviet Union. And uh, the quote that I would like to leave all of our listeners out there with is, um, let your memory be your travel bag. So if there's any gear, travel gear you can bring with you, I think your most important travel gear is if you have your memory be your travel bag. For sure. I agree with that. And uh, <clears throat> I mentioned another thing that I think is important that I like to bring is a notebook. Mm-hmm. And I used my flight back to essentially, you know, uh, download everything that happened from the trip as as it was still fresh. Mm-hmm. And it was just and, and it was, uh, you know, I was like, I, I need to make sure, especially if I'm going to talk about it, obviously, I want to I want to I don't want to forget what I did. And uh, I don't think I did. But yeah, let your memory be your travel bag. Look, look at what's around you. Exactly. And uh, soak it all in. Without a doubt. And with that, I would like to thank all of our amazing listeners out there. Please subscribe or follow us on Twitter at Untranslatable1. Check us out on Instagram, uh, Untranslatable Podcast. Shoot us an email. Let us know your favorite travel gear for different environments at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Or shoot us a message on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, you can find us on Translatable Podcast. Uh, I think a simple Google search, you ought to be able to find us one way or another. We would love to hear from you. Um, we really appreciate your um, support, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Next time.